You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. to grind the hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob and i'm tom and gentlemen i'm i'm in a, another english city that i don't know how to pronounce uh, mm. i am in a, another travel lodge uh so to our listeners if at any point i sound like i'm from the movie tron it's because the uh upload speed is one megabyte one wow yeah one fucking megabyte it's a miracle that i could see you guys on the fucking zoom uh, <laughs> so uh we got a lot to talk about today uh do. It, it's a bit uh it, it is uh 1 a.m here and mm. uh, that's not a problem for me but uh, out of respect for my uh, roommate uh, i'm gonna keep us pushing yeah, we're gonna be tight 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 let's yeah. get it Let's get it. Guys, yo, really quick. First things first, let's say a quick thank you to our sponsors, To Live a Lie. Boom. Run for Cover. Boom. Death Wish Inc. Boom. And Closed Casket Activities. Boom. Boom. All right. We're going to do two quick ones today in the interest of everything that is going on. It is a heavy show today, guys. Let's start with Closed Casket Activities. CloseCasketActivities.com on July 7th. So that's not today, not tomorrow. Um, the end cult leader split 12 inch entitled Gather and Mourn is being co released by Close Casket and Death Wish. I don't know if we're even supposed to talk about it. Oh, so well, some of this might be redacted. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to have to message our dude. Seems like he was good with it. We'll see. But if not, you might have just heard this message and it goes beep and beep, split 12 and beep. But this is closed casket activities. You know, it's good. Two heavy bands, uh, slightly different types of heavy. And I think that's cool. Um, You're going to want to get over to closedcasketactivities.com, order that split 12 inch by end and cult leader nasty boom let's swing it over to death wishing tom you got lead on this one sure sure um so usually you know sometimes we'll go into the artwork section um Mm. in the death wish um on on their website because they have so much beautiful art in 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 addition to all the music so i wanted to specifically bring attention to um a an artist named justin bartlett um, he's got a bunch of um, album covers. He's suffering with cancer and he's got a store up on the death wish website. Um, he's also got a GoFundMe that you can find there, but he's got a bunch of stuff on the death wish web store and it's fucking all awesome stuff. I, I think, um, you've seen the stuff before, 
and now you can actually attribute it to someone's name. Like I can recognize this style. It's a, his shit is awesome. He's got yeah, a few outrageously uh, talented, outrageously talented. Incredible. Artists. He's got, um, what I might, what I think is pretty fucking a glow in the dark, uh, shirt from the thing, the movie, the thing. Oh, it's pretty amazing. Um, but there's a bunch of stuff on there. So if you want to help somebody out, who's going through some shit, um, it's yeah. If you go to deathmachine.com slash collections and then his art, his art name is I'm going to spell it out because there's no. Um, oh, it's actually probably Uber cult. Uber cult. But instead, switch out the use for V's. So it's Weber Kavalt. Yeah. Yes. So um, and the general name cult is just switched, yeah. Uber cult switch the use for V's. Right. And it's for Justin Bartlett. And it's on deathwish.com. Deathwishing.com. Deathwishing.com. Support all our sponsors. Thank you. Thank you. Yo, Tom, I think we need to dust off the horns. I don't know if you got them lying around right there, but bring out the horns for us. Patrick, uh, you are in England. Uh, Bust out the much smaller, weirder sounding horn. Can you give us like the the nine one like the whatever the 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 police sound like in Europe? Oh yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The, it's yeah, that was it's good. kind of more pleasant and kind of more obnoxious. Yeah, somehow both those things at once. Something very pleasant, hopefully not obnoxious at all. Guys, Thursday, July twenty eighth, twenty twenty two, presented by our friends at Sound and Fury Festival and Brain Dead. Uh, 7 p.m. at Brain Dead Studios, a podcast party featuring Overnight Drive, Ooh, boom, boom, boom. Quit Your Band While You Still Can, wow. and yours truly, Axe to Grind. Wow. Bow, bow, bow. Our, our fucking debut. First, uh, first live performance by the Axe to Grind trio. Uh, very exciting. We sound like really a jazz. Excited. We do yeah, some yeah. jazz. I do some talking. The Axtagram trio might be when we actually, uh, that's, that's Patrick on drums, Tom, uh, we, you are on mouth bass, standing yeah. up bass. Yeah, there we go. And I will grab a saxophone, uh, and we are going to be improvisational, hardcore jazz. Uh, no, yo, uh, everybody, we're so excited about this. Been in the works for a while. We've been thinking about doing doing it live um also i think we're gonna have a little guest mc by uh the one and only eric wilson i told him i told him i wanted to get ready uh you know kind of work on his type five let's see what he's got um he suggested reading from uh the usa sex guide i said keep it local so you can really thrill our our attendees uh you know it's gonna be super fun are you guys amped very excited yeah, I am. It should be fun. Uh, li- for people that haven't been to shit like this, live podcasts are, are actually really fun. Uh, it, it might sound like that's just more people talking. It is, but it's it, it's typically... It's, it's interactive. It's, yeah, it's an involving thing when you when you actually witness it live. It's a pretty cool fucking thing. Right. It's probably a, the best way to do a podcast. Like, to be able to do a podcast live and have people like either like know some of the things that we do to yell back at us. Oh, or be involved in the games or in the jokes and stuff like that's what you do in your car. Now you can do it in person. You could see Pat trying to figure out like putting two band title band names together in real real time. You can see the smoke. So listen, you can see the smoke in a lot of ways on this one. We'll see that. So so I just played a number of shows and one really big festival, and 
anytime that somebody saw me when I wasn't uh, hiding, uh, somebody approached me and, and gave me a really sincere thank you for what we do. And it was, you know, Tom, you're out, you're out in the streets. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, you, you I'm get outside. this sort of, feed, you get this sort of feedback a, a lot. I'm, I'm not to an extent. Yeah. I, I don't go to the shows uh, or mm. well, I end up at a lot of shows per year, but I, they're always, I'm able to hide. And uh, it was really I, within a few days of each other, I had the exact opposite extremes. So I had a 45 year old man tell me that he had essentially packed hardcore up and, and uh, it didn't have a big place in his life. And then due to us, he is, exposed to a, a whole bunch of young people shit that he wasn't plugged into before. And mm. as a result, he was at a huge hardcore festival. That's 99% young and active bands. And Love it. Uh, then the other extreme was a kid who, I mean, he looked like a high schooler to me. Uh, he said uh, that he was grateful that we were plugging him into uh, old people shit that, <laughs> I mean, he was really honest. He, I, yeah. cause I told him, I said, Hey, like, don't feel like, you know what we say on the podcast? Don't feel like you got to know this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's, it, it, it's elective. It's opt in. Yeah. And he said, no, listen, uh, when you're, it, it's, it's jarring. That's the word he uses. It's, 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 it's jarring to listen to eighties hardcore because it's just coming from such a different place, but it is so easy to nerd out on. And yeah. I think that there's something to that. Like maybe, maybe at first, and this is what he said, basically at first you don't have the, the visceral connection that you might have to the stuff of your own era, yep. but by, by having an academic interest in it, stuff starts to creep up on you and get you really excited. So yeah. it, it, was, uh, it was, ah. a, it was, and I got, you know, I got a few, like probably a dozen people saying something to me, but it was nice to have those two extremes. So yeah, well, I, I hope that those two two extremes uh, show up to the live show. Yes. Uh, we, we hear that stuff. It's amazing. We're really excited. Um, What's the date also, of that again, Bob? It is Thursday, July 28th <clears throat> at 7 PM at the brain dead studios. I've heard awesome stuff. Place. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be awesome. It's on Fairfax. Um, yes. That's Both right. Look at me. So look, look at you. So shout out, shout out to everyone who supported us. It's a kind of cool, big moment for us. We're pretty happy. It should yeah. be really fun. If you think it's fun uh, listening, it'll be even more fun if you can get involved. Uh, we're figuring out how wild we're going to get. Um, also, big shout out to Overnight Drive, of course, and Quit Your Band While You Still Can. Uh, I haven't seen Taylor in a minute, and that's a dude I really love. And I know it's him, and I think it's Jay Clark as well. Those dudes are awesome. So... I can't wait for it. Um, I'm not ticket. sure there are tickets. Tickets should be available right now, right now. So That's go get them. Is. I'm not sure how big brain dead studios is. Um, but if you want to go grab a ticket, uh, we very much appreciate that. And we look forward to seeing you shout out to that. Shout out to the good energy that everyone's brought to us from day one with this. It's um, it's overwhelming. It's cool. And if, if we can really peel the curtain back, we look around sometimes and see other projects, whether it's bands, people doing stuff in hardcore around it, other things. And sometimes they get weird energy. And, uh, you know, we don't know why exactly, but people are really cool to us, <laughs> like yeah. almost unilaterally. 
And uh, it just really, really means a lot to us. So thank you. We hope to see you in LA. As you all know, Tom lives in Queens. I live about an hour and 40 minutes south of there at the Jersey Shore. Patrick lives about um, a 23-hour flight away from us in Perth, Australia. So we're not sure how often we'll be able to do this thing. Um, this may be the one and only time we do it. Who knows? Uh, we hope not, but we love you all, and we hope we see you there. So um, commercial sorry. over. Commercial over. Um, go to you know, Sound and Fury. Buy tickets. Go to Sound and Fury. Uh, we'll have a link up whenever this is posted on our socials, and they'll have one up on their socials too. Sweet. So thank you to those guys. Thank you, Brain Dad. Infinite love. Um, yo, really quick. We just yapped a lot. Let's give a little love to our friends. Uh, Patrick, <clears throat> I want you to name your favorite city in Idaho as well as where they are. Oh, that, that would be Boise, which is undoubtedly on top. Boise on top. Uh, shout out to Rejection Pack. This is an Axe to Grind exclusive. The song is Hired Guns. Uh, hired Guns. It's We're the Hired Guns. Uh, it is Hired Goons. It's a I mean, premier. that sounds too. Yeah, we're Hired Goons, Hired Guns. It's all the same. <laughs> but the Rejection Pack song is Hired Goons. It's off their two-song promo 2022. Uh, previewing their upcoming LP, Can We Wait? out on safe inside records please take a look at it the promo is available uh this week should be out on july 8th so go order that check out the song right now guys how you doing how you feeling uh you know 1 1 a.m at a travel lodge what could what could be better tom how you doing how you feeling i'm going to refrain from yelling at patrick um and i'm gonna say i'm fine work's been (laughs) work week was rough um so well Uh, 11 a.m 11 p.m at a travel lodge probably would be better but you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well uh we sometimes he lies oh oh only happy guys he only lies to me and to, you know what there's there's something so brutal about 
having as little control over your life as I currently do. Like this is like a deeply frustrating thing. I'm sure many, many people have experienced this with like their romantic partners or their job or whatever, where you're responsible for like, like 15 people that you can't corral because they're all maladjusted hardcore kids. And like, that's just general. That's human beings. I mean, that's true. But like, I bet that if I bet if this was uh, the army, like a, reserve, a youth t- I, youth ministry. Yeah, think- I bet if this was my youth ministry, I could probably uh, uh, herd the cats a little bit more effectively. Well, I mean, uh, when but- you were like, "Hey, um, we're playing, and we're gonna, you know, we're we're going to a hotel close to the airport. We'll get there like eleven o'clock our time, like six o'clock your time." In my head, I was like, "There's not a shot of that happening." <laughs> you, you, you proved true. Because I was like, there's no way, even if he's playing second out of three or four, whatever it is, by the time he finishes, not everyone's going to leave at the same time. Right. You're not going to load up your, your merch and settle and everything and just head out early. No, we even did this. We even did the stupid band, like bands photo thing before. Oh, so the, the tour's over. Yeah. Before the show yeah, yeah. started. So it really, uh, it was like, tr- did as much as I could do here. It's fucking. Uh, right. It's I, just, I mean, 11 o'clock was super. Yeah. I mean, there's no, no shot. Optimistic. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Well, you know, I was like, this dude's got to finish playing, settle up, get everything together, say goodbye to everybody and then drive an hour. Yep. Not a shot. Not a shot. No mm-hmm. shot. No shot. We appreciate the effort. The effort is appreciated. Thank you, gentlemen. Matt, can I ask um, you a question? Yeah, of course. Why are you why are you sharing a room with an English person? So our our driver, he's in the shower currently, but he he'd be an interesting guy to speak to because he is he's kind of the opposite of the listeners that I just uh detailed. Mm. He he is uh of an era and unapologetically of that era where he like kind of just is very informed on probably like 2010 and okay and very distant and just listening to abba otherwise like so he's listening to like all of the stuff that would have been so so our our english listeners will know what i'm talking about england and apparently um apparently australia had these big booms in the bridge nine era yeah swans and stuff right yeah miles away miles away yeah (laughs) and and uh for a lot of people that's like hardcore was kind of at its biggest. Now, a lot of our listeners are into different types of hardcore, et cetera. They might, they might disagree with this, but listen, it's just a fact. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like as far as like getting kids to shows, getting kids interested in stuff, those were, it was a really big era. Like the, the death wish, uh, there was a death wish boom. There was a bridge nine boom. There was just a lot of excitement. uh, A lot of bands playing. uh, And it, 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 it kind of, um, it came over, it, it went overseas and it kind of transmogrified in some ways. It's not exactly the same thing. Like uh-huh. certainly the English people, it's not just dead swans. The, the, uh, England had this kind of, uh, m- m- more like heavier, more aggressive scene that wouldn't have fit on either of the two labels that I just said. Yep. Uh, and, uh, that had a lot of energy around it, uh, for a long time. Uh, and then interestingly, you know, sometimes when it goes away, it goes away. Like 
one of the bands i won't say them because i don't you know i don't know these people but yep. uh, it, he was saying <laughs> he was saying yeah they were you know they were kind of a, a thing we saw them you know every every third weekend and it was fucking awesome and blah blah and i said where are they now he goes after after their last show nobody saw any of them ever again (laughs) and there's kind of a lot of that you know um so uh but he he's an interesting fellow to talk to because he's just he's i mean that was his era he was booking shows he was driving he was he was doing everything during that time and then uh kind of it kind of uh is otherwise listening to abba you know yeah i was curious that you were like that cheap that you're like splitting a room with like a stranger (laughs) Oh no 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 no! Yeah, I mean, I I say, don't don't act like you're above that. No no, I've I, listen. I stayed in a oh. at the airport. I stayed in a at one of the wherever the fuck I was on my last Kuala Lumpur. Or? It, maybe it was Kuala Lumpur. There was it, was I in Singapore before? Anyway, no. where the fuck I landed that other time? Uh, you had your option between hotel and hostel at the airport, and the hostel, like you could. I mean, the guy farting next to you is is farting next to you. Like he, <laughs> it's it's a proper. You're an adult right. though. You go hotel. Yeah, it, uh, Tom. I actually totally would have, but uh, it was it was that particular one was sold out, and I just said, you know, oh, okay. I'm I'm not, and I'm kind of in the same situation for people that uh, care about Patrick's travel uh, log. Uh, I'm going to Kuala Lumpur and have to do an overnight. Yeah, and uh, the airport hotel is like five times more expensive than uh, if I just leave the grounds. Uh, but I uh, don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, I got, well, I got to weigh know, it. I mean, this is this is how you uh, figure out a new angle on your social media. Uh, Patrick's log, start date, eight twenty twenty. Uh, I am in the Kuala Lumpur airport again. I am sleeping on the floor. I have opted against the hotel or hostel. Um, no foreign bodies appear to be violent yet. <laughs> Signing off. I mean, the the the, fu- the future is Fuck. written. That's you're so out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Patrick, I do have. I don't have any bones to pick with you. I actually have a. Uh, I got a few to break. I got a care check for you. Oh. You might know the city's talking. We taking notes. Heard you've been grumpy on tour. <sighs> oh my! You did not hear that. I have not been grumpy on tour. I. Quote, I heard that quote, Patrick's been grumpy on tour. Unquote. And we have a few friends on the inside that you got moles that have crossed paths with you in the last 10 days. So it's grumpy. feasible. We got ears everywhere, brother. I just am checking. I'm just making sure. Would you characterize yourself as having been grumpy on tour? Not remotely. Mm. Not remotely. Mm-hmm. These people ain't ever needed to seen Patrick grumpy. Patrick Patrick gets grumpy three times a year max, and he tries desperately not to make it somebody else's problem. So, uh, okay, I would say I'm not buying it. Oh, uh, listen, they call me even Keel Kinlan. You know, what I mean, that's just who I am. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to hurt anybody else's uh, mood at all. So, okay. Uh, you, you've been lied to. You've been, uh, okay. that's false it's, it's, it's hoodwinking. Okay. Yeah. Right. Promulgating uh, false ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, as long as you're willing to testify to a lack of grumping 
Um, we talked a lot about our upcoming live show. We've got a lot of other stuff moving around. It's like an active ass time um, in hardcore. So shout out to everything that's happened. We'll get into that a little later. Why don't you give us a little summary of your, your non-grumpy tour? Because you were over there with Angel Dust and Anxious. You played Outbreak Fest. Looked like a complete smash um, for your band, but then also overall just looked just righteous um so why don't you give us some highlights but there's also a dark uh lining to this otherwise golden cloud which was fest style every single band was either in the uk or mainland europe and that meant there were a lot of shows stealing a lot of seats yeah so first shout out to outbreak uh remarkably well put together fest uh had a great time i didn't hear any complaints out of anybody uh it you know i mean people were just on a high about the whole fucking thing it was it was just a good time uh i i uh i thought that our set was really good but i was comparing it to fiddleheads set mm. uh and pat was comparing fiddlehead set to ours uh and we both felt like the other uh got the bigger pop mm-hmm. uh I feel like theirs started more hectic and ours ended more hectic, but I would have liked that first first song, first note sort of pop that they got. Isn't anyway. that so nice and so cool? It, it, it all, I mean, honest, obviously building to something is fun too, but when you open big, damn. Feels Which good. song do you open with, Pat? Uh, we open with Grubby just because I want to set the tone of like, hey, th- this is going to be a high energy fucking one. I'm not trying to sing. Let's do what's, this. Okay. Well, like, what's the song that you could legitimately open with and it'd be like, all right, now it's on and popping? Would it uh, be, I mean, would we, it could be go with, we could probably go with one of the bouncy ones like uh, World Impact or Bliss Out. And Bliss Out would probably set the. Bliss Out's out. a good opener. Million Miles of Fun. Yeah, Million Miles would work. Uh, you, can't, you, can't, you can't open with Weed Pen, right? I think no, it's I mean, so good. Why I'll don't do you tease it? it? Tease it. Because is that too big of a hit? You got to close with that? Yeah, so it's funny. Uh, t- t- at the show tonight, a girl kept y- keeps yelling, "Weed pin, please play weed pin." And at, like, we're not gonna do it. Yeah, I, I said, I think our most popular song will probably make it into the set. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, listen, the the fest was fucking great. And here's the thing. Well, first, let me follow up on that fiddlehead thing. Uh, I saw, I witnessed a thing I never saw before at a show, which is interesting. Uh, you know, I, I haven't been to a lot of shows in my life. It's always nice to be surprised. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody. So Pat uses a mic stand and I saw somebody skank between the gap between Pat and, and the mic stand. Wow. And I, I'd never seen that at a show before. <laughs> Most impressive. <laughs> Pat's not that tall. No, this no, his arms really, aren't that long. This no. kid really threw the needle. That's um, cool. It looked wild from like noon till the end. Like no one got that. Like oh man, those poor bastards. No, I mean Scal played early on whatever the last day, I guess, and it was it looked great. Uh, Anxious's set was early on. I guess that's Sunday. It looked like a full room. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. and what we were talking about, I think it might have been on one of the Patreons. Um, Zobalba played in front of like a an arena sized amount of people. 
Yeah. So yeah. that was ridiculous. I saw like a video from maybe one of the incendiary dudes. Like, I guess there was like a vantage point that you could see the crowd and the stage, like full, like all, all in one. I love it. Kind of fell swoop. And it was just like, oh, there's like thousands and thousands of people watching Zobalba right now. Yeah. I mean, so far. Cool. It was, uh, I, so I've been doing the cheap pop on, on uh, this tour since then, just as like the McFoley when you bring up the the town's name, or I mean, I do that, but I, I can't say these fucking towns right. We played a place called Wolver Wolverton, Wolverton. Wolverton. Yeah, but you don't say the T, which is a Wolverton. 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 A, a, yeah, Wolverton. But Slytherin. It, it, yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, it, this is it, some of these people are like worse than Philadelphians. But the the, the point is that we uh uh. Play the, okay, so the festival itself, really good time. Uh, I heard they're switching venues. I don't know. I don't think I'm saying anything out of school. I heard sure. they're switching venues. That seems a little crazy to me because this was the perfect. In my view, this was a perfect venue. Do they go bigger next year? Is what you're saying? Uh, that's what I've heard. Uh, yeah, they they can write us and correct us if that's the case. But maybe be really interesting. Be really interesting because the venue looked f- big. Yeah. I was hearing I was hearing somewhere in the range of six thousand people. Looked awesome, and it looked like that. To be honest, nobody oh, yeah. needs to count count bodies, but that was Listen, a lot of people in that room during during Turnstile. I I was in, up in one of those balconies, and I looked to the back of the room. The last person in the room is singing along. Yeah. It the it was a full crowd of thousands who were turnstile heads. Uh it, it truly look, I had people say shit to me like, "Oh, I you know, I, I'm tired, but I can't miss turnstile. I think it's going to be a religious experience." I've toured with turnstile. These dudes are fucking great every night, but I'm not giving anything religious experience. Uh it was as close as you're going to get to that at a show, it was fucking great. It was, I, I cannot take a fucking thing away from it. It was really impressive. The band has kind of uh, graduated into like doing a proper performance. They got no, no real production to speak of. So it's not like if, if you're like me and you're a little turned off by that shit, it turns out it's not going to offend you. It's not like that. They're not doing explosions and like blowing up fucking. Nah. No, no tiger laser eye shit, but, but, <laughs> but they have maximized the way that you would reach an audience and connect with an audience that is really big. So for example, they essentially do like a full verse acapella before they start a song. Right. And what that does is it has the entire crowd singing along before the first note. Ugh. And it is truly perfect showmanship like look you know and, and a cool thing from that like just on a, a, a side before because i want to let you finish on this that's that's kind of like coming from a hardcore thing but doing it their own way you know what i mean tom that's yeah we, we goof it's like a youth crew thing like oh we're gonna talk and then yes i'm gonna yell the name of this song right. real loud or, I'm gonna, yeah, okay, like or i'm gonna read the first line it's a ray capital thing but like them doing that on the scale and the scope of who they're playing to, it's amazing. It's it's and I mean, yo, by the way, there's a part of me reticent to go on and on about turnstile here, but yo, we I don't think hardcore seen anything like what turnstile's doing right now. 
Period. You know, I, I confirmed. I, I'm I'm putting that in the like in the world. Is it confirmed? You're you're witnessing a completely different thing. And look, my uh, eight and a half year old future stepson uh, asked his mother, "Can we go for a ride?" This is. I, I asked him. I asked her how he was doing, uh, and she said he asked me to go for a car ride today. And I said, "Sure, honey." And he said, "And listen to Turnstile." That's, cool. uh, that's that's an eight year old, and that's not my influence, by the way. So, so, that's so can you go home and be like, "Hey, hey, son, that's you listen to crazy." As the turnstile, you went in the turnstile. You can do like the, you can be the meme. Did you bring home a shirt? Uh, no, I did not. Fuck. You're gonna have to make that or, work. Um, fuck. Go stop at a fucking HMV. They got those in fucking UK, right? <laughs> fuck. I wasn't even thinking that. Was, uh, uh, we'll figure out. Come on. We'll figure. Jesus. We'll figure out getting you some turnstile gear. Yo, um, I, I, I'm I'm really wrestling with the fact that I'm a fundamentally selfish person. It's it's, finally, it's finally hitting. Yeah, at it's really getting around. bad out here, fellas. Like I'm realizing shit like that. It's just so stupid. Like some. Yo, it's it's um it's a rewiring of your brain because truly, for a partner, there's a different feeling, but with a kid, it's uh. It, it is a rewiring. You got to like stop. Like, yo, you know what I don't love doing? Giving someone the last bite of my food. Do you know oh, who that wants one. that all the time? My child. I, yo, I share. I'm a good share with food, whatever, whatever. But like, yo, I'm about to take the last bite of my sandwich. Literally, it's going to my mouth. Oh, can I have that? Can I have a bite? I'm like, here you go. You just got to do it. What do they sure. call that? Like, they call it like a dog. You're like, he's very food protective or something like oh no yeah you're right it's uh, uh food yeah. motivated well, i'm yeah, food I mean, we're all food um, motivated but i mean that fest looks great i was gonna say speak like don't like that whole like thank you for letting me be myself thing is such like a perfect i don't know how like i don't know if we give them enough credit to think that they have that much like forethought i mean they're like ending a fucking not dumb uh, people i'll say no that. no 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 i'm not saying but like but like to be able to finish a set with like everyone screaming, thank you for letting me be myself in yep. 2022. Yeah. All right. Here's yeah. my one thing watching videos. And this is just my own psychotic <laughs> weirdness in my head. And neither of you will agree with me, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm going to mm. pre-agree. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at Tuesday. 020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. So Brendan wears like cropped shirts. Yeah. And watching it, it gives me such anxiety. Because my whole life has been spending time making sure that my shirt doesn't creep up. Uh, oh yeah. As a man of Tom, larger carriage. Tom watching that dude, like his whole fucking I mean, he's got like nine, like a 10 pack, so it's like whatever. Yeah, I but I always that. go. Dude, your shirt's long. Like, dude, your shirt. Uh, Tom, yes. you and I are you and I are ill advised to let a shirt run up. Uh, he's he's free. <laughs> oh no 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 yeah, but it was just like bringing. It was like my own like trigger that I'm like. Oh yeah. 
Because I've seen larger band dudes that like, oh, your shirt's creeping, bro. Like that, you you got to feel it. You can't feel good about sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Like I've literally uh, have one. You know what I mean? Like I've made all, like arrangements to make sure that never happens. I, I mean, I hear you. Uh, oh, uh, so sorry. The the cheap pop that I was talking about earlier was. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, on this tour, since then I you know I asked the crowd was anybody at outbreak you know uh, to everyone. Of course they was, were. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like it, for people that don't get it, like. It's not a big island. You know what I mean? Like every <laughs> so, hardcore kid was there. Yeah. Virtually every hardcore kid was there. So it, had to it be. was yeah. it was very, very impressive to do shows uh for days before and days after and have anybody come to our shows. Really impressive. I, I was happy with it. But uh I was I've been asking people from the stage what what'd you enjoy you know what i mean which is a in some ways a cheap pop and in some ways just completely failing exercise because people yell at the same time and they have these fucking silly accents where i can't understand fucking where they're saying. right but uh you know people said incendiary had a fucking awesome set looked insane yeah uh, uh, the uh uh tonight people said scowl was great which mm-hmm. bob confirmed early was played an early set and fucking killed it uh I talked to a kid for a long time about Zabalba uh, because, you know, like we talked about, we expressed that it, like to us, it felt a little bit early. Mm. Uh, he confirmed that it, it fucking truly hit, but which by the way, everybody not, I know this is kind of the point of the podcast and we don't need to reiterate this. It's really life affirming to have people talk to me about uh, music in a way where it's clear that they connected in a major way. I had a kid just oh, nice. It was so nice. I had a kid talk to me about, uh, you know, a thing that we've talked about, which is uh, how many people probably avoid that Touche record about the passing of his mother, and that he confirmed. Like I, he's like, I can't listen to it, and but I really needed to see it live, and it was yeah. about as affecting as it gets. I was uh, like, he's like, I was choking up the entire time, and it, it was just really nice to speak to people that were having a. Uh, a visceral and emotional response to to music, but uh, so yeah, I, yeah. Real quick on that because you just said something really cool. There's a lot of energy on places on the internet, different social media, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever, 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 where people almost feel like they can't show that love to a thing, and like like if you show that unambiguous, just love, panting like a dog. This means something to me someone's going to point and laugh and, you know, haha, you know, and fuck that, man. Yo, life's too short. Love things, have things mean some shit to you. Cause, cause that's the moments, man. That's if you want my take on hardcore, when you get those moments at a show, you, nothing can compare. Period. We would say you got your money's worth for sure. Jesus. The, uh, which by the way, I know I've talked about this, but if, uh, I would say like, 80% 80% of people that approach me that would like a, f- a photo with me say, Hey, I'm sorry. I know this is this is corny or whatever. And I always go, or they always say, is this weird? And I always say, I'm grateful. Anybody likes what I do at all. No, it's not that weird. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's so and everybody, it's not that fucking weird. It's not, it's not weird to take a photo with somebody. It's not weird. Autographs, are, autographs are a little weird for me, but they're not, they're not weird. You know what I mean? It's yeah. fucking nice. Um, it's nice. It's nice. But the, uh, so anyway, uh, so uh, the only beef that I had with Outbreak at all was uh, not the catering, which was exceptional in my view, uh, but the uh, it's just that everybody did well. So mm-hmm. 
I don't know what a pop is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like, like people, everyone had like, one. people were like, Oh, your set was great. And I'm like, felt like everybody had a great set. <laughs> you know I, mean? I, don't, I don't know how to take a compliment here, but uh, thank you to Outbreak for having us. Uh, it, it was, uh, it was exceptionally cool. Uh, and uh, everybody, everybody popped. Even the videos that you see that are like, Oh, this didn't pop in the room. It popped more than you think. You know, like it was fucking really high energy for everybody bands that are not high energy yeah. bands. Yeah. Yo, um, so some of your tour, I mean, honestly, I heard you guys all did really well. Like the, the, the angel of dust drug church anxious thing went well. Looks like y'all got on really well. I think I saw Grady from anxious singing, uh, soul vice with angel dust. That's a cool energy. Um, were all the shows lit or could you feel some circling a fest energy? Oh, I mean, I was shocked that ours were as lit as they were because this is uh, everybody. I know, you know, this to our longtime listeners, but if, if you're somebody that heard that I was talking about you and you're dipping in for that purpose and you fast forwarded to this part, uh, if I ever talk about people's numbers obliquely, you know, like I like I'm not trying to put anybody on fucking front street, but if I if I'm talking about shows that were hurt, I've played a million hurt shows in my life. I'm not making any judgment on you at all. Uh, You've made life decisions based on playing hurt shows, and it wasn't quitting music. Yeah, a hundred percent. So so I don't I don't begrudge, and I'll play more hurt shows in life. <laughs> That's yeah, the nature 100%. of the thing. So uh, just to get that out of the way. Yeah, there was a couple of promoters who were uh, a, a little a little frank about uh, some of the woes uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like a drug church was fortunate enough to have a record come out recently enough that we're still riding on a high. This was our first time coming to the UK on that, and so our shows were our shows were strong. Uh, frankly, not as strong as they would be uh, had the festival not happened. Uh, right. I think I think that that's clear that's very obvious uh like we were like there was rooms that we sold out but they were supposed to be in bigger rooms originally and we i don't know if we ever would have sold out some of those very big rooms that we were slotted to be in uh e- even best case scenario some of those rooms seemed to me seemed a little ambitious but uh i will say that yes there the 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 festival had an impact for sure and for some of the uh, smaller bands or bands that don't get to the UK often enough to have kind of a touring history. Right. Uh, I, I think it was, I think that some of them were, they, they were pained, you know? Um, but uh, shout out to the promoters. Uh, I think in some places people couldn't have communicated better, but there's only so much you can do. Uh, it's not egos in hardcore typically, but they're, they're, I mean, it's money woes. Like, okay, if if two shows are going on in the same town the same night, <clears throat> uh, it feels intuitive to link those shows until you realize that you've got like a seven band fucking immutable like immutable package. You can't do shit about it, uh, and you realize money. you didn't really help anybody's money situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Like technically the show is bigger, but it's like more people attended, I guess, but it's kind of like in its own way, a misery. So, uh, everybody was doing their best. It felt like, uh, 
I don't know. I, I, uh, I was really impressed with our shows because I knew how some other shows were going. I was surprised uh, at how many bands like circled the country. Uh, yeah. To me, you think like, like if I played Friday, Saturday, I'm in fucking Belgium somewhere. Yeah. In in my view, no disrespect to our booking agent, who I think is a very brilliant lady. Uh, I I I think that this one was probably like everybody touring the UK was probably not that well advised. But the flip side, Tom, is that Europe is just as packed out right now. Europe had like, you know, like fucking three festivals in the last three weeks. So like, yep. yeah. It, it, there's no way to win. But if you're not right. playing those festivals and you're like, well, you know, I haven't seen so-and-so. Well, if you see, if I saw, you know, whoever, if I saw drug church, you know, in my town and an outbreak, but they were playing the town over, would I go that third time? No, because I already saw them twice. Right. And but if it was like, the, I didn't go. Shout out know. to the people that did, but yeah. Yeah. But if you, it was like, if I saw a drug church once at fucking outbreak, but then they were coming to Paris and I lived in Paris, I'd go see him again. So Tom, what, what probably, what I think would have been smart, but I'm, I, again, our booking agents, a smart lady. So I, I, I assume yeah, they know she, what they're doing. Yeah. But what I yeah. think would, what I think would have been, what would have made sense to me was to take <clears throat> uh, three bands or four bands, even of, uh, kind of uh, w- with some crossover listenership, but enough that it's expansive uh, and just do four major Euro markets. Mm. Uh, like Clash of the Titan type stuff. Yeah. 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 Just and, like, and because in, as we discussed, a number of the bands were just doing the UK and not like, I don't, I don't think Fiddlehead is doing a fucking Euro festival run. You know what I mean? So, oh. so it's like, there's we probably everybody probably could have been a little bit smarter but there's also this other matter which is crazy uh there's these rental companies that you know there's rental companies for vans there's rental companies for back clients sometimes they yep. are the same thing other times they just have relationships together everybody was like turnstile was it was like touring in like two sprinters or whatever uh, it they're, they're clearly a bus band in Europe. Clear, I mean, clearly a bus band in the U.S. And touring uh, the way that they had to, because there's no buses. There's no. There, I mean, transportation. People. Dude, Hellfest was a week. Yes, yo, Hellfest uh, was a full the, week. What's the other one? UK one, Glastonbury. Yeah, uh, Glastonbury in UK. It was Hellfest. There's Eperfest. There's fucking. Well, so, yeah, literally Hellfest was like six out of seven days or something. Yes. So this is all to say that the production guys, like our, our driver is very plugged in. Uh, the, the guy who rented us the van is a friend of ours. He's plugged in. These are guys that are like, oh, yeah, if you didn't get it, like you, you couldn't you couldn't live the way Patty lives. You know what I mean? Cause I, yeah. I wait until the last second on everything. I assume everything will work out. Uh, I kind of like the action on not knowing, you know what I mean? Like, you guys have been on like five bikes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we would have ended up on bikes for sure. If I was right. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, there was a lot, I mean, there's a lot going against bands trying to at, at this exact moment, this festival thing is crazy, man. Like it's, you know, for most, for ninety percent of bands going outbreak, it would have been worth their time a hundred percent to lose money 
and just play the festival and go home. Because in terms of establishing, giving you a a beachhead here, uh, nothing could be better uh, than uh, than 6,000 people seeing you at the fucking festival. Because 6,000 people aren't seeing you for uh, in a week. Right in the UK, oh, otherwise no, and the, and the and the energy also looked great. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Was Everyone was a, a home run hitter. Yeah. So, uh, big shout out to it. I think there was an element where, yo, know, outbreak didn't happen in 2020, and it didn't happen in 2021. So this is a long time coming. There's a lot of people, a lot of energy pent up going into it. Uh, Hellfest, I think the same. I don't think it happened last year. There's like, but what that drain out is is that it can impact some of the smaller shows so if you want to support a band do get that fast but check them out live when they hit your town or hit close because it does matter you know and it's something i have to remind myself of too because it's hard man it's hard to drag yourself to show sometimes i am not the person who says yo it's your responsibility to go show that's not what i'm about but if you like some shit even if you're feeling weird, go hit that show. You'll be happy. You never know. It might be the last time they come through. That's true. Bands are weird. Or, or maybe, Tom, maybe it's the first time they come through. Right. And they won't come back to your town if it sucked. But I'm talking about a band who's coming through New York City for the very first time. Oh. Coming pretty soon. Oh wow! I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Do you? It was. I was so smooth. It just went right over. That was incredible. Um, and I was just like, "Yeah, you want to give them like you want to make them like remember how great New York was their first time through." And I'm like, and I'm now I'm thinking of like all these like young bands. And I'm like, you know what? You really just got to give them a chance. <laughs> well, I don't think too many people need to give Integrity a chance. But if you haven't heard Integrity, oh. <laughs> I actually think I actually do think. Uh, there's a lot of different entry points, and that's something I kind of want to talk about later on, a different different episode, like the entry points to bands with either long catalogs or long careers. You know what I mean? So a band like Bane, example, didn't put out a ton of records, but was around forever. What's a good entry point? A band like Converge, been around for a long time, has put out a lot of different material. What are the different entry points? Because I think for different listeners, there's different entry points. Sure. Integrity fits in that category. Tom, Integrity yes. playing a show. You are involved. Hit us with the information. Sure. Uh, so Saturday, November 26th, which is the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend in the United States of America. If you're in the Metro North, you know you ain't doing shit on that day. Yeah. And even you if you're not off even on Friday. Yeah. Right, yeah. You're off on Friday. And now you're off on Friday. Saturday. Let's right. go. And Sunday, you drive out. You come see a show. This place has pierogies. Um, at the Warsaw in Brooklyn, New York, in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Mm. So it's got tons of food. Screamers is down the block. You get vegan slices. Um, doors at five thirty. An all ages hardcore concert. It's the fight from Long Island. All out war from Poughkeepsie. Indecision from Brooklyn. Warthog mm-hmm. from Brooklyn, I think, or New York. General in New, New Jersey York. and whatever, yeah. Oh, are they okay? I was thinking about New York. Band. They are. They're they're a New York band. All the dudes. I think that a couple of the members are OG like New Brunswick dudes who uh, got it. Who were in some pretty good bands prior. I think. I don't want to mess up. I think at least one of them was maybe in uh, Dustheads. A couple other bands, but anyways, oh, okay, got it, got it. Warthog, uh, yeah. Warthog and headlining for the first time for the first show 
their first show in New York City ever. Integrity, a band that's been around for 35 years. First time playing New York City. Is that legitimate first, first time? Yes, 100,000%. Yes. And I cannot tell you how as soon as the show got got it uh, announced, everyone became a New York hardcore historian. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, they're not showing up. I go, do you think this was planned? Do you think this was like set up without everything being totally planned and cool? Agreed upon, perhaps. Right. Like everyone's on the same page as, you know, like Katie's like, they're not allowed to play New York. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone became a fucking historian and they're like, they ain't showing up. (laughs) No, like, no, no, they're definitely. Yeah. You remember when that, whatever that emo festival, like radio emo festival was and people, and there was all these people online that were like, I don't trust it. Like they, they couldn't get these bands to play. Yeah, that's two, not happening. Two oh, no, weekends the, in a row. The Live Nation Festival. <laughs> that, like, yeah, <laughs> the biggest fucking entertainment fucking conglomerate in the world. They're, yeah, if, they ain't, they don't have. They can't do that. They yeah, can't they, get they, My Chemical Romance three days in a row. <laughs> they didn't dot the eyes on that. Yeah. So uh, uh, this is all to say that everybody. Um, yeah, like look. We won't get into it because uh, we you won't know get- it. If you read the Bridge Nine board, you know the whole fucking story. Yeah, it's if you cool. don't know the story, for a long time, integrity was not welcome in New York City or the Greater New York City Metro area. Um, right, and well, that, that crew either. Yes, and so now uh, that has changed. We don't know if that's a forever thing or just this one show, but this one show on November 26th is happening in New York City. It's a pretty big deal. People seem pretty stoked. Yeah, I think it's a pretty big deal. It's a big show, too, I think. Like, even like if you look at it, like that's a all awards on second. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good gig. Good gig. Everybody, uh, again, we've posted a link before. I'll post another one so you all can get yeah, your tickets. Take it web. You know what? Like, I'm not the type. To do this, but like, it sold like a lot of tickets already. Yeah, oh yeah, I don't like it'll sell out by then easily. It'll sell out probably in advance. I would imagine. Yeah, and it's a big room. It's a thousand cap room, so buy some tickets. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tom, that should be really exciting. I, I uh, had yeah. a conversation, so you know, uh, we're on tour with Angel Angel Dust at the moment, and uh, Justice is the sort of guy who uh, he's had enough he's had enough problems with other people in his life that uh, he's very considerate of problems that you might have with other people. Right. Right. And, and, and hardcore can be really messy. And he came to me and he's like, Hey, listen, man, like I wasn't thinking, um, you know, there's uh, like, uh, there's a, uh, somebody's going to be around. Uh, is this going to be a problem for you or whatever? Oh. And, and uh, I said, Oh, yo, um, I've got like a year cap on being mad, you yeah. know? And, and he goes, Oh shit. He goes, I think mine's like 10 years. And, <laughs> and, and I think New York hardcore dudes, 30 years. I think the only people that push it further than New York hardcore dudes are Boston hardcore dudes who literally mm. never let go of that bone. Ever. No, no, but I, know. I think hardcore kids in general, like they'll like they'll be like, "Oh, it's cool," but like the second something goes 
slightly askew. They're like, it's back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everyone in the sound of my voice, here's what you need to do. Whatever that image is that's getting in your head, that rent-free person who's making you mad. Think of it right now, right? We're visualizing. Everybody close your eyes and visualize. It's on a wall. It's turning into bricks. Imagine that wall blown up. And then it's done. And you got to let it go. You don't need to talk to that person. You don't need to see that person. You don't need to acknowledge that person. You don't need to, you don't even need to ignore. You just avoid. And it's just, they're not there. They don't exist. Poof. Alakazam. You're not mad. And you don't need that. So that is your, your, every point you all have said is so right. I'm guilty of it myself. The, The less I have of those beefs, the better my life has been. And the, the better I feel, uh, and small wrongs uh, become big wrongs when you let them stay in your head for too long. Not not just that. Oh man, uh, you guys are better people than me. Uh, well, Tom, mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go into I'm gonna go into self self care, honestly, man. But go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a self preservation direction. Yeah. And it, it's not just the self care aspect. Okay, so let's let's talk very uh, uh, broadly about a mm. thing. Um, you know, I think I one of the gentlemen that I think is involved in LDB um, w- w- was, uh, you know, saw him at the, saw him at the festival, was just chatting or whatever, and somebody asked why can't festivals like Outbreak happen in the U.S. And mm. look, firstly, let's say this: is that Colin? Yeah. Firstly, let's say I'm this. I'm sorry, I don't know if you're trying to sneak him. Like, no, no, no. He's uh, great dude, Long Island guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, really nice dude, but okay. Respectfully to this is hardcore respect, respectfully to LDB, respectfully to it's a sound of fury. Uh, part of the reason that, uh, outbreak, there's a number of reasons that outbreak was able to pull off what they pulled off this, this festival, which was in my view, the biggest, the biggest, biggest hardcore pu- festival period. Yes. That, the that biggest pure seen. hardcore festival ever. Um, there's a number of reasons and, uh, some of them are are not re- replicatable in the U.S., uh, but one of the reasons that we probably could power through in the U.S. is that nobody – it was mostly U- U.S. bands playing this thing, and U.S. bands don't have the history to have the beef. They, like they don't – nobody's got beef with – with outbreak, you know what I mean? Like, or maybe they do now, but like, but like so many fucking bands don't have, like, it's not, I don't know who the fuck put on outbreak. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know them as people. Right. Mm-hmm. I do know at least in passing <laughs> a number of people who put on us hardcore fest. And when you know people for decades, Sometimes you don't, Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't always see eye to eye with them. And, Mm -hmm. and these things can have an outsized impact on the way you conduct yourself. And what I'm trying to say, everybody is beefs are part of the reason that we don't have nice things, which is, I don't even think that's it. If I I see what you mean, there's definitely part of it, Mm -hmm. but I think like in the United States of America are too fucking big. Okay, so if you had a centralized, like, imagine if if 
there there was there there was you know LDB Sound and Fury and this is hardcore was one thing. Mm-hmm. You'd have six thousand people if it was somewhere, dude. You you know like you anywhere in the UK you could get to to outbreak in probably two hours. No, three it, hours. Listen, it's listen. It, it's as if everybody in in a country lived in Jersey. You're not wrong. Yeah, and you're not wrong about that. And another reason is, and look, everyone, I'm I'm not saying anything about anybody's money, but I think that because this festival was supposed to happen a, a time ago, you know, I think that probably some of these headliners were gotten were were secured for less money than they would command right now. I sure. also think that they wanted to play a hardcore festival. So knock loose and turnstile because they wanted to play this cool hardcore festival that they were probably booked to play two years ago or whatever. I think that they were slightly more affordable than they might be otherwise. Right. And, yeah. and I think that that's also big because those two headliners like taking nothing away from Touche, but 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 those two headliners, the Friday Saturday, because they're both experiencing a moment. Like Touche, that headline mm-hmm. Sunday, is a long time fucking commodity that people in the UK have seen and they know how they feel about them and they fucking love them. But Knock Loose and Turnstile are the two biggest things going. You know, and, it's it's yeah, it's almost undeniable. Those are big things pulling all that in all at once. So to, to yes, so to do that to capitalize on exactly that at exactly this moment is also part of the reason that this popped in such a wild way. Um, I would go as far as say, Pat, did you go to? Sorry, Bob. Did you go, no, go to ahead. Hellfest, the U.S. Hellfest, in like O two? Uh, I went to the one that was the I, first one that was outside. Yes, yes, yes. I went to every one I think that actually had the Hellfest name, not the Syracuse, right, name, right, whatever, the, whatever the original name was. That was one of the bigger ones, and I feel like there was like four thousand people there. Yeah, there probably were. There and probably that was were. like, I mean, I remember hearing always somewhere in the four to five thousand range. Right, yeah, and that probably. was like literally like, I mean, the big thing was it was Hatebreed. At, right as Perseverance came out, like them coming back to hardcore, which was like fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like the other nights was like Shia Lute and Dillinger. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I feel like it's feasible, but I think it's the country is so kind of far apart. And like, well, you, yeah. Tom, you're nailing something that's not wrong. And I did a little research to support that, actually. And this is kind of a crazy thing. Um, there's two parts. I want to get to that. The part thing that supports yours. But first, capacity is a thing. Last year's Sound and Fury was headlined by, or last year, last Sound and Fury that happened was headlined by Have Heart and Power Trip. Hmm. God. Sold out in a minute. You know what I mean? The festival itself, the festival itself sold out in, I think, six minutes, literally. If they could have had a bigger venue, they could have had 5,000 people there. Easily. Trust. Trust. That said, this year, bigger venue, outdoors, go get your tickets, Sound and Fury. Dot LA, I believe. Um, Part two, <clears throat> you're not wrong about that. And population density really, really, really matters. UK, not very big, right? We all know that. Not a huge place. Comparable to a larger US state, but not as big as the largest. 
Tom, what, just guess, um, we're going to talk about the U.S. first. California, population of Los Angeles County. Guess. Uh, Los Angeles County is, uh, I would I guess, like 6 million? 10 million. Jesus. Orange County, 3 million. San Diego County, th- a little over 3 million, a little over 3 million. So we're up to about 16 million. Uh, right, I'll do Ventura County. Yeah, and I'll do Ventura County. That's another million. Okay, cool. Um, the overall population of California is somewhere around 40 million, I believe. Fuck. I, uh, what is the population of the UK? Probably six million. How much? I would say six million. 13. Okay, Patrick, what would you say? 13. What if I told you it was 67 million people? Holy shit. What? Population of California is 39 million. Population of the United Kingdom well, in 2020 it, but, but is, is that 67.22. Uh, no, is that pounds, like, pounds though? Is that pounds or is that no, Europe? That. I know, I know, I know. Let's see this. 67 million um, people? Mm-hmm. Um, Although when you hear, I watched that, that Oasis documentary and they were like. England is, England is 56 million of that. Scotland five, Wales three, Northern Ireland one point eight. So uh, that brings us to a total of sixty-seven mil. Well, Wild, yeah, okay, right. And and like here's the thing. I haven't been all across England. I've only been to London. I was only there once, but I was there for ten days. Whatever, whatever. Big city feels populated, but it doesn't feel insane and it also feels like once you get out of it you know i did the train ride out we did the train to um to paris and whatever feels like you get in the countryside they got some space you know what i mean so when i hear that population i'm amazed uh that plays a factor as well because you know patrick you just spent a lot of time there what's what's the northernmost point you played in london or in 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 england actually Uh, or in the uk yeah, I was gonna say UK. They, uh, yeah. I got myself in trouble referring to uh, Wales as uh, England. Uh, I thought yeah, they were yeah, gonna. You can't do that. I thought I was in real trouble. That's a different country. Glasgow, right? Uh, uh, so uh, Glasgow, yes, you're correct. Okay, so Glasgow to London is a how long train car ride? It's a six hour and fifty one minute car ride. What the f, guys? Just so everybody knows, a lot of people be living there. I, I looking at that and you guys know I'm a nerd about this stuff that blew my mind. I had no idea. Oh, I mean, li- listen, I feel like I could walk this fucking country. Like it's, it's <laughs> small as hell. Uh, yeah. I mean, even like, like Belgium's an eight hour drive away from Manchester. Oh yeah. I mean, it, 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 people like with ferries and shit, I'm sure or whatever. It's not just that it's flights. Like there was uh, a couple from Hungary that came just for our show in wherever the fuck we were the other day, uh, like Bristol or whatever. And like, I mean, that's just because you can hop on a flight for like probably 80 bucks each. Right. (laughs) So so, yeah, it's yes. uh, America's size is working against it. Um, I mean, I think it's good. And that's what I always think about when people are like, why aren't we storming the fucking White House like they storm in wherever, in Peru or all these places that are showing unrest? It's like, dude, they all live together. Like if everything <laughs> like if we could get everyone to agree on like a certain spot to go to, we could do that. But like the country's so spread apart, it's to our own you know, if, if the to biggest, our own disadvantage. The biggest hardcore fest 
was within a six hour drive of everyone who lived in this country, every hardcore kid, a lot of people would figure it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, that's why there are several of these things and why they all happen in different spots. So, but I bet you, if you comp, if you put together all the numbers, it'd be close oh. to that one. Yeah. If not no, more, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, so yo, uh, I think we're trying to keep it a tight one today. Um, yeah, I apologize. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I, I'm sure that I could ply our, uh, uh, my driver and, and roommate, uh, by talking about bands like Prowler and mm. whatever the fucking these these London bands that uh, <laughs> that's are, renounced. We can talk about renounced. Mm. We can talk about renounced. I think renounced is after his time, though. I don't know. That was, like, uh, was twenty twelve. But yes, twenty twelve. It does. It doesn't impact him. <laughs> but so, uh, so we 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 shouted out some new stuff. I want to shout out and um, we we've been talking about them. I think they're about to be everybody's favorite hardcore band. Yeah, I agree with that. Because, um, listen, it's not just cute music videos. They got the songs. Oh, the tracks. So Unpleasant Living, the record release, is in July, July 22nd. So that's kind of coming up. Lineup is Loud Boys, Soul Blind, Gel, Striking Distance, and End It. Uh, I, think, I think I'm going. That's I think I'm wild. going too, actually. Uh, are you? Nice. You can see some people in, in Baltimore. And then the next day, they're playing Richmond with Steel Nation, uh, Richmond oh, Vampire. Steel Nation. Steel Nation completely underrated. Go on. Live It Down, Naysayer, shout out to Naysayer, End It, Crown of Thorns, and Burn. Wow. It's a good little weekend. It's a good little weekend. So if for some reason you have not rocked with End It yet, we talked about them before. I think they might have ended up on a Maybe not a listening party, but one of our radio things. We've talked about it. It's hot. I'm just saying, order that record. Nobody paying us for this. We don't even know those folks. The record's great. We just think it's great. So uh, everybody go check it out. Shout out to Flatspot for putting that record out. They've been doing some cool shit. Um, And this record uh, should be a candidate for best hardcore record of the year. No question. Mm. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, yeah, and then July twenty eighth, mm, Los 28th. Angeles. We're going. Back, we're coming back to Cali, Patrick. Before we go, let's close the episode with you doing your favorite seven seconds quote uh, about so, Los Angeles. Well, I was my favorite seven seconds quote is uh, something that I have with you. Trust. <laughs> well, <laughs> Which how, one how you? about do your favorite wow. seven seconds live show quote about Los Angeles? Oh, I don't. What is it? Um, Dude, are you serious? Hello, yeah. L.A.? Come on. Hello, LA. Listen, whenever you put Hello, me on LA. Whenever you put well, you me on the well spot, earlier. Would... You did well earlier with the Boise on top. I was yeah, thinking listen. you were going to hit two for two. You're only batting 500. You still nobody, old. nobody ever. It's, it's impossible. I'm not like quick on my feet. This is why, like, when I watch stand up dudes who are really good, I'm always like, yo, people don't even get what this is. Like, you, your brain has to be operating so fucking fast, and mine does not. If our, our live show sells out fast enough, we will set up the after show karaoke. Oh, yeah. Wow. And that is something you all can trust. Good night. Good night.